chapter three of the holy land and syria by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b chapter three the city of jonah i have come up out of the land of egypt out of the israelitish house of bondage and am to-day on the edge of the promised land i am at jaffa the ancient joppa and the port for the holy city when jacob went down from the highlands of samaria to the land of goshen to meet joseph his journey took several weeks i made the trip in the opposite direction by land and sea in less than a day i took the express train at cairo and in four hours was landed at port said at the mouth of the suez canal where i got a steamer which brought me to jaffa the whole way was through the lands of the bible we struck the canal at ismailia about midway of the isthmus of suez and thence rode northward along its banks to port said our steamer was crowded with pilgrims from russia egypt and north africa there were many americans french and germans travelling first class and hundreds of syrians and egyptians going steerage the russian pilgrims were particularly interesting to me old men and old women with honest faces full of intelligence and goodness they held their religious services all over the third-class portion of the ship and i spent two hours watching them as one after another they turned their faces toward the holy city and prayed crossing themselves and now and then getting down upon their knees and bumping their heads against the deck in their worship they were curiously dressed and many of them wore long fur coats some had high fur hats and looked as if they had just stepped out of one of tolstoy's novels i was especially impressed with the strength and character shown in their faces and with their magnificent physique if all of russia's millions are of the same mould as those who make the pilgrimage to jerusalem they will some day prove to the world that there is in them as good stuff as ever made history or built up a civilization the women with their strong motherly faces made heroic by toil and privation were equally as striking as the men they were better looking than any other peasant women i have ever seen and the old saying of the greeks came to me as i looked at them if strong be the frame of the mother her son shall make laws for the people as the ship approached the holy land the people broke out into prayers and in some cases into tears it is a religious pilgrimage for them and they think i doubt not that in making it they are coming nearer to heaven we had our first view of the shores of palestine at seven o'clock in the morning after a night on the steamer we had been awakened at six with the cry that we were nearing shore but this was a ruse of the captain to get breakfast out of the way before landing when i came up on deck nothing but the sea was in sight the sun was about two hours high and the sky a light blue with long streaks of fleecy white drawn like a half veil over it curved down into the ocean at the eastern horizon as i looked i saw two lines of hazy gray rise up out of the water which rippled in sapphire wavelets caught by the sun the first line was the sandy beach that edges the rich plains of sharon and the second the wall of smoky gray which marks the hills of judea or the highlands of palestine as we came nearer these lines increased in size until the first turned to dazzling white sand out of which a little later 
the wooded green strip marking the port of jaffa came into view nearer still we could see the shipping in the harbor and above and behind it the walls of this one of the oldest towns of the world we get some idea of the age of jaffa from the story of jonah for the bible says that it was from here jonah took passage upon the ship from which he was thrown into the sea into the mouth of the whale he remained in the whale's belly for three days during which time he prayed to the lord and the lord spake to the whale whereupon he was vomited out upon dry land jonah was born about eight hundred and fifty years before christ he was a baby when according to some authorities homer was telling the story of the iliad and a hundred years had yet to elapse before the founding of rome i am not sure as to the exact spot where jonah was taken up by the sailors and thrown into the sea but he is said to have been buried not far from jerusalem and there are dragomans who will show you his tomb ever since jonah's time sailors have been superstitious about having preachers along thinking that such passengers bring bad luck to a ship the harbor of jaffa is one of the worst in the world it is almost always rough and often so much so that it is impossible to land upon our arrival there was such a swell that the boats which took us ashore bobbed up and down and the waves soaked our baggage as to jonah himself and his narrow escape one of our preachers on board has quoted a new version of why he and the whale parted company i threw up jonah said the whale who'd lately come to town i threw up jonah for i could not keep a good man down in coming in i looked for whales there were none in sight although i am told they are still to be seen in the mediterranean in their place however were many jellyfish of an opalescent blue these fish were as big as a football and of the shape of a mushroom there were hundreds of them floating about and bumping against the hull of our ship as we lay at anchor besides the story of jonah there are many well authenticated facts about jaffa which make it interesting it has always been the chief port for the holy land it was at one time owned by the phoenicians and later when solomon built the temple it was here that the timber used in its construction was landed most of this was cedar which came from the forests of lebanon several hundred miles up the coast the logs were dragged down the mountains and thrown into the sea at tyre and sidon they were there made into rafts and towed down to jaffa whence they were carried up to jerusalem by camels and men jaffa was an important port in the days of the crusades and was fought for again and again at one time its walls were overthrown by saladin but a little later they were rebuilt by richard the lion-hearted the king of england who came here in a vain attempt to rescue the holy sepulchre from the hands of the turks in addition to all this there is a tradition that andromeda the beautiful daughter of the mythical king of this country was here chained to the rocks in order that she might appease a huge sea serpent which threatened to eat up the people while so imperiled she was rescued by perseus who killed the monster and married her in pliny's time the historians state that the chains by which andromeda was bound to the rocks were still to be seen and that the bones of the sea serpent were carried to rome and placed upon exhibition there the jaffa of to-day stands upon a bluff washed by the mediterranean sea the city is built right on the rocks 
with its yellow white and blue houses coming down to the cliff edge they rise up the steep sides of the bluff which makes a wall cutting off the view of the country behind at the south of the bluff as far as one can see are white sands at the north are orange groves and then more sand as we left the ship we came down a gangway and were lifted into the boats the third class and steerage passengers were hung over the sides of the deck of the steamer by the arms and dropped down into the boats twelve or more feet below some of the women screamed as they fell making the rocks re-echo with their cries as though the beautiful andromeda were still chained there we had no trouble with the customs largely i believe because our dragomans had given the officers a liberal amount of bakshish the examination was short and within half an hour after landing we were comfortably housed at the jerusalem hotel i mention this hotel because i found it was kept by a character who was for a long time our american consular agent his name is hardegg and he spices his food with a religious doctrine of his own kind the hotel rooms are not numbered one two three etc but are named after the sons of israel and the various old testament prophets each of them contains a book which hardegg has compiled entitled bible pills it is composed of texts from the scriptures fitted to one's daily life the city of jaffa has normally about fifty thousand inhabitants of whom the majority are mohammedans and the rest christians and jews it has considerable trade and is rapidly growing the rich plains of sharon at the back furnish sesame grain and olive oil while the highlands of judea and samaria produce wool just as they did in the times of our saviour all about the town are orange groves the fruit of which is shipped to all parts of the mediterranean the oranges are almost the shape of a lemon but they are of a great size and sweet as honey they are packed up in boxes at the groves and carried down to the harbour on the backs of camels i met the caravans of these huge beasts swaying along as they made their way to the steamers i was taken through the native quarters of jaffa by a young syrian named moses we went together through streets so narrow and winding that carriages could not enter them and at times we were altogether shaded by the houses the roofs of which almost touched overhead we entered several of the dwellings each consisted of but one room facing a court where the men women and children were herded together the house of simon the tanner was destroyed some centuries ago but another house which is probably of the same character stands on its site and tanning is still done in the neighborhood at least it seems so by the smells this house is now used as a second-class inn it is a rocky structure built high up over the sea with steps outside which lead to the second story and roof i climbed to the top and there saw about the same view as did st peter in front of me the blue mediterranean stretched out toward the west at the north were the glistening sands reaching toward the ruins of caesarea and the foothills of mount carmel while at the south were the hills near which stood ascalon it was here that st peter had that wonderful dream in which he beheld all the beasts of the world let down from heaven in a sheet in order that he might eat of them you remember that he refused saying not so lord for i have never eaten anything that is common or unclean 
and then came a voice which said what god hath cleansed that call not thou common it was these words that first led to the preaching of the gospel to the gentiles bringing about the conversion of cornelius the roman centurion and later on the preaching of christ to all the world as my guide refreshed my biblical memory with this story he told me of an american who had visited this place with him last week said moses this american was a funny man and it seemed to me a foolish one he was not satisfied with seeing this house but he asked me to show him the vision that st peter saw and demanded to know what had become of the sheet he said he did not think he ought to pay me unless i could show him the vision but i told him that i could not do that unless he had st peter's heart and i was sure that he had not this american was probably facetious but his questions are not unlike those of many of the tourists whose ignorance and superstition surpass belief many of them credit the most extravagant stories of every guide and go about kissing spots which they imagine to be hallowed by their connection with the bible but of whose authenticity no one knows there is one thing i must not forget about jaffa and that is that here was born the modern sewing bee i might almost say the woman's missionary society you have all heard of dorcas the queen of the needle who was raised from the dead by st peter she was noted for the garments she had made for the poor and at her funeral the people gathered round and showed specimens of the needlework she had sewed and hemmed and stitched for them dorcas lived two or three miles outside jaffa on a hill which has a commanding view of the country for miles around it overlooks the sea and land including thousands of acres of orange groves and gardens containing all kinds of fruits the site of her house is now occupied by a russian greek catholic church and a tomb has been erected over her grave hard by i drove out to the place in a carriage winding my way in and out through orange groves and up the hill to the church here i met a russian priest who was acquiring merit by guarding the bones of the saint in whose honor prayers are said daily it was with him that i visited the tomb it is of stone and is roofed by a dome the whole being covered with plaster there is a door at the front and by descending several steps one can see the piece of mosaic which covers the spot where dorcas lies there are catacombs to the right and left containing the bones of saints and over the whole rise magnificent trees End of chapter three